0: Broadcasting live from the Mercedes Benz of Plano Studios, this is ESPN Radio, KESN FM, Allen, Dallas, Fort Worth, 103.3 FM, ESPN. It's about time.
1: Welcome to Free to Play, your number one esports radio show in the Metroplex.
2: <laughs> 103.3 FM
1: ESPN is the only station in DFW bringing you exclusive esports coverage.
3: There's cold. Oh! oh, oh what? It's jumping double from cold. What is there going on right now? How does he do this? Oh double! Oh, oh, oh. As Cloud9 sets the push up. Oh! Oh, it's happened. They made it work. Cloud9 are your eLeague major champions. And the Dallas Fuel still came up. The winners. Nodes bomb. Enough field. coming at the Dodes take it down.
1: They cannot tag it. Dallas Fuel. They take it off. Now here's your host on Free to Play, Kevin Correa on 103.3 FM ESPN.
2: Welcome back in. It's a Free to Play right here on 103.3 FM ESPN as we divulge into another Sunday and take off into the world of esports right here On uh, the only station really covering esports at a local, national, international level in the area. You're not going to find any other television station or radio station doing what we do right here each and every Sunday. In case you don't know, I'm the host of the show, Kevin Correa. You can follow me on Twitter at Correa24. Let me know if my opinions on certain esports are wrong because, let's face it, I'm covering at least 30 different esports every week. So chances are I'm probably going to hit one or two that are pretty bad. Which is, you know, it's uh, it's expected. We'll say that. So, uh, for the most part, it's been a pretty eventful week for esports. I've got a pretty packed show here. For, firstly, uh, Post Malone joins the ownership group of Team Envy. And uh, that's, well, that's something. All right. Uh, that's... Not unexpected, of course. You know we, we hear all the time about athletes and other celebrities often getting into esports, but you know, maybe we'll see a Post Malone appearance on the show. You never know. I mean, A-Rod ended up not buying out the Mets with his wife JLo, which is is that a, is that a good thing? Is that a, is that a bad thing? I'm not understand- I mean, I don't know. Conjecture aside, maybe it's a good thing he didn't buy the team. But for the most part, Posty, he's he's you know, Got some money to throw around. Why not, like, hey, I want some, uh, give me some of that ownership stake in uh, NV Gaming. I'll take some of that. So, you do you, Post. I'm proud of you, man. He's also, you know, uh, I think he's, isn't he like a Grapevine, um, like, alum, I would say? Good for him. Of course. Lots of stuff to get into this week. It's Championship Sunday. A lot of stuff are, is going down this afternoon. I'll tell you all about how we got there, okay? First, we're going to go back to yesterday, discuss the actual events that led up to Championship Sunday that is in uh, Call of Duty League. That is for uh, LCS... LPL, LEC, all the League of Legends ha- are having their championships this past week. The grid just wrapped up, and we had another local team win it, so you might want to tune in for that highlight of best plays of the week. Uh, and sadly, we I do have to bring this up uh, to be a downer, but uh, unfortunately, uh, the Black Panther himself, Chadwick Boseman, has passed away, and so we'll discuss uh, a little bit of his impact throughout the East, not throughout esports, throughout not like the world really. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll cap off the show there and really, uh, enjoy what time we have with each other. Cause that's, that's, that's what's important right now. You know, spending good time with good people and also staying in good health. That's top of the top, from top to bottom. That's like my list right there. But, Packed show for you guys, like I said. Uh, We're going to cap off the show talking about the Black Panther himself. At 10.30, we'll go into some of the best plays of the week, like we do each and every week. Again, that's Call of Duty League, Rocket League, and League of Legends. Kind of a a short stack of eSports this weekend, but that's kind of what I have lined up for you guys. But coming up next, Microfail is no longer the CEO of Envy Gaming. He's still with the organization. However, new CEO has stepped in. Why don't we meet him right here on Free to Play? Let's welcome in Adam Reimer, new CEO of Envy Gaming, Inc. You don't want to miss it. He's coming up next right here on Free to Play on 103.3 FM ESPN.
0: This is 103.3 FM ESPN, putting the worldwide resources to work for you. Athletes that have been inside the locker room and on the field. Expert analysts with contacts from deep inside the game on 103.3 FM ESPN.
2: Welcome back in to Free to Play, right here on 103.3 FM ESPN, and as always, the best esports show on the air every Sunday. We have to have the best guests on with us, and joining me now, I'd like to introduce Adam Reimer, the new CEO of Envy Gaming, just recently moved here from L.A. Adam, how are you enjoying the lack of traffic in Dallas, the uh, the urban sprawl, I would say, of North Texas? What's going? On? How's, it, how's it treating you so far?
1: It's 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 been fantastic. Yeah, weather weather's been great, totally manageable, uh, as far as I can tell so far. Although I did get hit with a crazy storm that rolled in out of the blue at dinner one night. Walk out to sixty mile an hour winds and hail coming down from the sky. But getting used to it and learning my way around. So all good so far.
2: That uh, that happens here in North Texas. Unfortunately, we get just random thunderstorms for no reason and people go nuts over it. It, it, it happens, but you'll get used to it. I promise. I promise. <laughs> So Adam, uh, just let's just get into this. Uh, you're coming from a film and digital media background. How did you, and how did uh, the Envy organization go about having you come on? I mean, there's not exactly job listings or applications for for CEOs out there online where I can apply, and you know the average Joe Schmo can apply. So I'm curious, how does one go about gaining a CEO position in in your in your stance at least?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So so we had a mutual connection out in LA um, heard through them that they were looking for uh, for leadership over at the organization, started having some conversations with uh, the team here, talked to Mike and some of the investors um, and went through a lot of my background, which uh, you know, was lucky enough over the last 20 years to actually spend a lot of time in gaming, right? Besides being a gamer myself for starting all the way back from I'm old. So starting back with the Atari 2600 and, and onward, but you know, I was able to produce some video games while I was at Universal. Uh, when I was over at, at Legendary and Nerdist, we built one of the biggest Twitch channels in the world for a while, so got a, got a lot of exposure to that. And then uh, was interim CEO of a startup in the, in the eSports space. So, you know, got to meet the guys here, really liked everyone. Believe it or not, the entire process was done by Zoom. Never had a chance to meet anybody in person uh, before coming out here. And you know, looking at where the company is going, and and my background just kind of really felt like a terrific fit and and in line with uh, with what we both wanted to do.
2: That's perfect. I mean, Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I'm I'm surprised you're not coughing up dust already. But uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Old jokes are low low bar for me. I'm sorry. That's 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 not like me. But uh, for the most part, you, you you said yourself, you're a gamer. You play games, and for a lot of us, you know, there's there's a difference between playing games and. Being a a somewhat fan of of eSports or a certain scene that you like before you landed this position, what were your views on eSports and seeing those competitive games out there on you know on Twitch and on i mean TV occasionally now ESPN broadcasting rocket league games like what did you think of them before coming into this spot
1: yeah i mean i, I knew I knew the audience. Right. I knew I knew how big the, the audience was getting. I was watching what was happening in things like League, especially in in, in Asia, in terms of viewership and, and performance. Um, and, you know, I've always been in the, the jobs I've been at. It's always been about looking at where the future is going for these industries. So in the film business, it was how do we convert screens from 35 millimeter to digital? How do we do a deal with Netflix? How do we stream our content? When I was in the music business, it was about how do we deal with Napster and seeing where, where the trends were going. And in, in gaming, you know, I've, I've certainly seen where those trends were going I'm pretty excited about it. I spent some time myself playing a bunch of the games. Can't say that I'm an expert in, in any one of them. Dabbled in Fortnite for, for a while. Um, you know, Sort of doing everything I possibly could to get myself better at that. Um, still play Warcraft quite a bit. Um, and, you know, saw the connections in the com- community and, and the new types of content that was being created and got pretty excited about the future. You know, we're we're still at the, the really start of this entire industry. You know, we talked about the Atari 2600, and it's, and it's funny to talk about how old and and how sort of, you know, rudimentary it was. But the fact that when I was in LA, I got to meet Nolan Bushnell and actually have a conversation about things. The fact that you can still meet people who are the originators of where this industry came from and talk to them, is it just shows how early we are in it. So you know future's pretty bright.
2: I agree. I mean and spe- I I want to keep digging back on the 2600 because Netflix just put out a documentary <laughs> called High Score and in it yep. they feature one of the very first what I consider one of the very first esports events, the Space Invaders 1980s championship, which I was like that's sure. insane to me back then. The, the the goal was high scores, but now it's just it's changed uh, just so much, but Obviously, uh, Mike Rufail is still within the organization. He still has his hands all over it. He just stepped down from the CEO role, but which you will now fill in. Um, he is working more with teams and players. You're working on, on the technical aspect of things. How mm-hmm. different is running an esports organization compared to a traditional digital media company from, a, I mean, financials, any, any kind of standpoint? I imagine it's not too much different. The numbers are still pretty much the same, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, operationally, if you think about what we are and what we have to do, it's about every digital media business today, it, it's about building a relationship with your audience and your community. And there's a lot of steps that go into that, from knowing who your audience is, to knowing what kind of content you need to deliver to them. And by content, I don't necessarily mean a TV show or, or something that's on YouTube, but content that's on social media and live events and you know, professional professional content that you're creating with your players. Like all of that to me is, is a way to communicate with your audience and your fans and, and have things represent what your brand is. Um, So in that aspect, it's pretty similar. Now, when you get into the specifics, right, the fact that we've got a team playing in the championships of the call of duty league and what that, what goes into training and, and like the specifics are always a little bit different, but from a high level working with brands, working with sponsors, creating merchandise, interacting with your community those are those are really important things for really any brand.
2: Wholeheartedly agree. I mean, a, a lot of people tell you, especially here in Dallas, the E in eSports doesn't always stand for electronics. It stands for entertainment. And that is wholeheartedly. Hmm. I think your background completely blows that out of the water for sure. So Micro Phil in a press release about two months ago, so whenever you were hired, says he looks forward to working with someone of your caliber and experience as you take Envy Gaming to new heights, what heights do you hope to see? What are some goals you want to accomplish uh, with the organization? Is it you know as simple as putting out a series of amazing LAN events? Is it a, you know important as establishing a network uh, of of programming you want to see online? Like, what exactly does the vision entail?
1: Sure, you know, in, in, at a high level, I want to get to a place where people. Are interested in, in interacting with us in any way, shape, or form that that takes, and I want to do that at a very high level. So if that's if that's through social media or through working with streamers or producing great live events, you know I want us to be one of the best in the business at doing all of those things, um, and and continue to be part of of telling the story of esports as we evolve from here. Because what esports looks like today. We all know is not what it's going to look like in five or ten years. So we're lucky enough to be in a position because of our legacy and because of the people we have involved in the teams and especially the community to actually be part of how that evolution takes place and and put our footprints and fingerprints on it. So um, that to me is success, right? If, if people look back at Envy and they say, "Man, those guys were really a part of growing the esports universe and helping shape it," and they're still around today to me
2: that's a big win. I I'm not hating I I love it, you know. Just the the main point is having a legacy passed down throughout the next 5 or 10 years. So like you said, it's not going to be the same 10 years from now. I mean, 10 years from now we could all be watching uh, you know, live events in the middle of Victory Plaza and just right in between both of our our, our, <laughs> our, our buildings and just like, "I guess this is the the new normal for us." But for the most <laughs> part, uh, what have you seen from the industry locally, like here in DFW in Dallas-Fort Worth? that you hope will provide some kind of growth for this area as a hotbed for eSports? Is it something, you know, just in terms of venue space? Is it, you know, just the the talent of players or anything like that that you've seen personally that you can attest to?
1: Yeah, look, there's a lot of advantages to being here. You know, first of all, we've got, from what I can tell, some of the best fans in the entire world, people that are really passionate about the city really passionate about their teams and and establishing ourselves as, as one of those getting into the same conversation I know it's not going to be necessarily a super easy path but it's one that that we're going to go down and and and, and work towards um, getting people to come here from you know whether it's players it's important to us to have a lot of people on the ground locally uh, we've got a lot of advantages to, to people moving here you know look I came here from la uh, talking to other people that I've worked with about coming to join the company and uh, it's not—it's not a very hard conversation to convince people that this is this is a, a city and, and a place of the future in terms of what we're building. And then in terms of like the tech resources, you know, as I'm getting to know the city a little bit better, I'm just seeing a lot of great opportunities uh, with the infrastructure that exists, some of these new developments that are happening, um, some of the new new centers that are being built. You saw the the news that we announced with uh, with Index and Belong to build. Uh, to be part of a bunch of land centers, gaming centers that yep. are being built here in North Texas, um, you know I, the opportunities like that feel really compelling, and, and we were picked as one of the launch cities for them, um, which is which says a lot. Says a lot about where this city's going, where viewership is, um, and what we can build together here.
2: Of course, and I mean, all, all I can see is uh, all the accountants pretty much having dollar signs in their in their eyes and just popping off like crazy, but uh specifically you mentioned earlier you you play warcraft yourself and i'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious uh have you played anything else I used to, you, know, you said Fortnite, and but are, you've been a gamer for roughly i mean what 1980s is what 60 years ago or something like that yeah. i feel like <laughs> but uh you know you yourself are a gamer is there is there a personal game besides Warcraft that you like to enjoy on in your free time if you have free time at this point
1: yeah no it's, it's, it's true no so so outside of warcraft you know um Hearthstone is kind of the, the, the pastime of choice when there's just like five or ten minutes to play, play some mobile games just to, just to kill some time here and there when it exists. Um, looking forward to getting my, my system set up here, my Xbox and my PlayStation, so I can get back into some of the other things out there. Uh, GTA 5, a lot of time into that. But, you know, back in college, it was the, the thing that got me into gaming in a much bigger way was, was when my roommate and I were able to get an Ethernet connection in our house, and, and build our own system so that we could actually play uh, play Diablo. That was our that was that was kind of the big the big turning point for me in terms of seeing gaming going from uh, you know the contra days of of just sticking a, a cartridge and play for for a couple hours to I could be playing this for 18 hours a day without uh without taking getting anything to eat or drink.
2: <laughs> no you kidding me. Lands nowadays are just. They're easy little things to hook up, and you know, just have somebody with a switcher in the living room, and you got five people with computers all there. It's it's it is the most messiest thing I've seen. My wife hates it; she can attest to that. So, I, I understand where you're coming from exactly. But um, pr- maybe a more personal question now: um, You've had a pretty storied career at this point, uh, you know, running large departments of various companies. What has been the toughest moment you think in your career?
1: Um, God, there's been, there's been a lot of tough moments. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I think that the hardest thing in general has been for me working at companies that have a very traditional business model, whether that's film or television, uh, or music has been trying to convince those companies where the future was going, how the audience was changing, how, how, what they want to consume and where they want to consume it is changing and you know trying to move institutions like that that have hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of people um, and make those kinds of big shifts is really difficult to do we've been seeing it over the over the last years you know something like when you watch Disney launch Disney plus i hope people understand how complicated that is to pull off at a company of that scale in terms of where you think their where their money's coming from Traditionally, with film and, and selling those rights to other channels and brands, that is a monumental effort to just make that happen from an organizational standpoint, much less a business model standpoint. Um, th- those have always been the hardest things for me to, to do, um, sort of moving big, big shifts when they don't necessarily want to move in that direction. Here, it's a totally different different environment. You know, this is the first time that I've been – at an organization where we can move in any direction at any point in time. We, we, we are already the future state. You know, there is no inherent existing business model that we are locked into. Um, and, uh, and it's exciting. It's really exciting.
2: We're all excited here at uh, free to play for, for you guys to continue to grow and really, uh, you know, just, see how far we can take this ship, you know, But, Adam, I really want to thank you for your time, man. I appreciate you coming on the show, taking a few minutes out of your day and and really kind of explaining to people what exactly we can expect and what exactly you do at Team Envy. So, uh, again, thank you for coming on. I appreciate the time.
1: Absolutely. Look forward to chatting again. Have a good one.
2: You too. Adam Reimer, CEO of Team Envy. Coming up next, we'll go over some of the best plays of the week right here on 103.3 FM ESPN. Sports are making their comeback, and
0: ESPN Radio 103.3 FM is the station for the biggest games and biggest names. The Mavericks take on the Clippers in round one of the NBA playoffs from the bubble in Orlando. The Stars take on the Avs in the second round of the NHL playoffs. Cowboys training camp continues at the Star in Frisco. We've got sports on 103.3 FM ESPN Radio.
2: Welcome into Free to Play. And you know what that music means. That means it's time to dig into some of the best plays of the week. Like we do each and every Sunday right here on, at 1030. And uh I mean, it's been a quite an eventful week for esports. I don't even really know where to begin. Yeah, Yes, I do. I'm lying. Of course I do. We just talked to Adam Reimer, CEO of Team Envy, so why don't we stick to Team Envy and bring up the CDL, the Call of Duty League Winners Finals pitting the Dallas Empire against the Atlanta Fays. Now in discussions uh, previously with some of the players from the uh, Empire, we had a press conference with them at some point. Clayser really represents any of the players here said uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice to get that monkey off their backs. Now, I'm sure we'd love to see FaZe get blown out of the water, right? Well, FaZe has had Dallas's number, as I, as I said last week. Uh, FaZe is 5-1 against Dallas during the regular season. Of course, Dallas uh, trying to shake off that chip on their block or that block on their chip. What am I trying to say? Chip off the old block is the phrase. Chip off their shoulder is the phrase I'm thinking of. So, Dallas up against FaZe in a series that goes the distance. Game five, search and destroy. Clayster pops off, and who else would seal it for the Empire than the regular season mvp shotzi yeah but uh, even though you have numbers phase is never safe in this scenario never safe no, in this not. scenario now never not. safe in this Dude. scenario now one versus one one versus two sorry priesta versus crim and shotzi in another round where phase had numbers empire clutching up Priesta, no we dead see. silence will turn it into a one versus one Priesta versus our MVP and Shotzi.
0: Both players take damage. The challenge comes in from Shotzi and the regular season MVP gets it done. Empire take it 6-3. In three of those rounds, they had no business winning.
2: They really didn't have any business winning three of those rounds. Clayster really putting the team on his back there. I believe at some point he just popped off on a I think it was like a, a 4v3 or 4v2. Just something ridiculous like that. Him and and, and Clem uh, Clem Crim, of course, just really carrying this team on their back. And it's they're all the better for it, honestly. So Atlanta knocked down to losers. Dallas advancing to the finals, the championship finals, where they would await between Atlanta and Chicago, of all people. So, who would be the one to face Dallas? Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas have all been pretty much well regarded as the top three teams for the most part. Let's see. Do you, would you rather face FaZe or Chicago? I mean, I'd, ra- I'd rather face Chicago. But FaZe, is, they're a tough matchup to say no to. So, who would come out on top between Chicago and FaZe? Let's go to game four. Johns, rotation underway. FaZe in position. This is for the series. Huntsman, they get one shot at this. They're going to have three players flooding in through the front, maybe four, maybe a couple points come in. But you get one shot for this break, or you lose the game, Skump, waiting for his teammates Wait for it. VZ on the flank. Good timing, but not enough. The King cuts him down. 24-24 overall now. The crucial moments. This is five seconds. In. The
3: contest has got to be there. Huntsman, you got to go. You have to wait for the time. Scum, in on the contest, but no! FaZe!
2: They get it done! They get it done! FaZe are going to Sunday. They're going to Sunday to rematch the Empire. They're going to try reset the bracket, of course, a little bit, a little reset, not really a big reset. They were on top most of the time. And now Empire knocked them off. Faze get back in the saddle. And we will see later today how this one turns out. Who walks away with the inaugural Call of Duty League trophy? Personally speaking, Landon Lando Sanders came on the show a few weeks ago, said he has Empire winning it all. I am definitely more inclined to see that come to fruition. Now, uh, if there's one thing I love more than uh, covering esports, it's covering winning esports teams here locally. Of course, Empire, I wish them the best of luck. We'll tune into that matchup on YouTube.com slash Call of Duty League. Now, away from Call of Duty, right? Away from that. Let's get into Valorant as a... What's that company's name? Face It Productions, and B Site are back at it again. They have not just done their own Flashpoint with, uh, of course, CS:GO. They have also added Pop Flash. I think it's Pop Flash. Pop Flash from Valorant this past week in a very entertaining series of matches. Uh, man, I don't even. I mean, it, it's 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 been crazy just to see what they've been doing. On pop flash, I want to go to C9 versus Team Envy in a three-game matchup that went into overtime that last game. Envy trying to tie it at 14 all. Unfortunately, C9 was just not gonna have it.
1: But you just got a jet a
2: cypher in oh. the raise
1: left. Mitch is gonna find a crucial headshot.
0: That's a star sniper. Oh. Mommy down, and Mitch will connect on a second through Clipso. Mitch is a madman. What this guy is doing in this game is just nothing short of glorious. He also has an opportunity to tap from this distance. Vice gets the kill.
2: They're so close. It's now just going to be down to Caboose. He's got nothing to work with. He's trying to heal around this, but he can't anymore. He's got to get inside of this site. he got a few players that are going to be very weak. Both satchels have been used, but Mitch has the
0: angle. And C9 get the win. Oh, what a game that was. Cloud9 intense, just ever the robot, but I respect it, man
2: cloud nine taking down team envy there unfortunately but you know there's a good showing out from team envy of course and uh, i can't wait to see how this pop flash ends up later today at some point it, it's gonna be a real fun entertaining finals there now moving away from shooters well i mean i, I gotta bring this up every time Rocket powered soccer cars. It's my favorite esport. It should be your favorite esports. It's it's really it's an entertaining, easy to grasp esport, okay? It's literally cars with like crazy amounts of rocket fuel, I guess. And they fly around a, a, a cube-shaped rectangular map, really. And and you, you, you try to put the ball in the goal. Simplest thing ever. Team Envy did something I thought. Was far from simple, supremely complex here in the RLCSX, the grid week four. Team Envy loses only one game out of the group stage, they lose no games going into playoffs in the final against G2. They're up 3 0. Can you guess? Can you just take a guess as to what happens next
0: again every time they get across that center line the task gets even tougher for g2 and they are running out of time one last chance oh, perhaps beautiful Turbo. one-on-one blocked by chicago follow-up from atomic almost put it away seven seconds last call for g2 last call for the grid that one's going where nobody's waiting and now Rizzo's got to go the length of the field, and Turbo oh! has stuffed it in! Envy has swept their way through the playoffs on the back of Turbo Pulsa!
2: Thank you, Turbo! Turbo Pulsa there, uh, putting an exclamation point on this one. G two wasn't gonna win this match anyways. It was already two one Envy. But Turbo there tosses in the last second uh, zero, excuse me, the zero second goal just to make it a little bit sweeter for Team Envy as they finally take home a Grid Championship, much needed for this squad and they really really deserved. Worked hard on this one. Uh, Twenty eight wins for Team Envy to take it all. One loss back in group stage, no losses throughout the entirety of playoffs. They swept through Kansas City Pioneers, swept Rogue, and they swept G2 there at the end, as you heard the call. Now, uh, this is the best plays of the week right here on Free to Play on 103.3 FM ESPN. Let's dissect a little bit of League of Legends now, as that is really a top-tier esport that everybody should want to listen to. So, LPL, the League of Legends of legends regional out of china had their finals this past week featuring jd gaming versus top esports a game that went or a match that went five games really the entirety of the afternoon was gone by the time i caught it uh top esports really wanting to cement their legacy in china and they do it in style
3: Looking to burn this one down as Dracula gets onto oh. Luma, who's incredibly low, Kanavi falls, his ult wasn't available, and it's going to be Top Esports winning out the fight, Top Esports winning out the series as they take Elder a stun through onto Yagao, and it's 3 6 to finish the fight. Exactly, these players have been waiting so long to do it, Karsa and Dracula have been here before, but 3 6 nine, Nye, and Yu Yanja are ready. They're moving down the mid lane and Top Esports will not stop for nothing. This inhibitor doesn't mean anything to them. There's only one Nexus turret remaining and Top Esports will destroy it. The old guard have fallen and a new era begins in the LPL. After years of denial, the second place was no longer good enough. And Top Esports are your LPL 2020 champion.
2: The top-seeded representative for China's League of Legends scene. Of course, uh, no worries for JD Gaming. They will also take home a spot uh, going to Worlds. Now, JD Gaming uh, really walking away with, what, $145,000. Top esports, 290,000 big ones. An unprecedented amount for a region. But, uh, hey... Congrats to Top Esports there, of course. Now, moving on into the LEC, where yesterday we had a very impressive matchup between two powerhouse League of Legends uh, European champions, Fnatic and G2 Esports. Now, these two have been added for the better part of, I don't know, a few dozen splits. So at this point... Fnatic has not had the best of luck against G2. I don't know the exact total record between the two, but it skews heavily in favor of G2. Of course, Fnatic wants to blow up G2 in a big way, and they do it in style again. Game 5, I mean, it's a very common theme this week for Championship Sundays. Game 5, Fnatic versus G2. Base race possibly on... Let's find out. 43 minutes in, 13
3: kills to 17. 74K to 76K. You know what? The numbers don't freaking matter. But (gasps) But there's still wards here. Oh, 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 no! Yes, almost get taken out. Apologies to headphone listeners, did uh, not intend to scream uh, that loud. But we're Nemesis. still on the oh. Dragon, the Ocean Soul is... Oh, oh my God. Nemesis! Nemesis! The he fight. just solo killed Caps! kills Caps, the Soul goes to Fnatic, they kill Jankos as well. It's five versus three, they can push into the base. Fnatic have everything they need to win the series. I think that's it, I thought it was done and dusted, I thought G2 had won it all. With the world watching, with the criticism never being higher, with Nemesis and Hillisang. Perkz is going, the oh, Perks oh, is going oh. for the Nexus! Perkz is going for the Nexus! My fans, they turn this around. Now Perks is pushing into the base. You are kidding me! This is a five versus one base race. There's one Kano to work with. It gets interrupted. Mickey and Wanda are doing what they can. Nemesis is there to defend! Turn their attention to the Nexus turret. They get one. Stop focusing down the second. The backdoor bonus is just about to end. Fnatic for the first time since 2018. For the first time in 875 days. Fnatic take down G2. Fnatic are your
2: summer finalists. There it is, 875 days since Fnatic last beat G2. They did it in style in the winner's finals. They advanced to the grand final of the LEC, securing themselves a world spot and at least $59,000. Very nicely done, Fnatic. Always happy to see that. Now, on to North America, where the most entertaining match came in the loser's bracket, the loser's round. Cloud9 versus TSM go to game four of this matchup best of five of course tsm looking to bounce cloud nine out of worlds for the first time in seven years cloud nine has been in worlds for seven years straight do they accomplish the feat of knocking out TSM.
0: Cloud9, 5v5. They must find some sort of a way to defend this. Licorice is trying to teleport behind TSM, trying to find some sort of a flank, but Finn is already gone. Licorice has made his way into the back line, but it does not even matter. Vulcan's gonna be killed away. Broken Blade finally gonna be shut down there by Niski now. Niski down to 200 HP. Double is looking for the last little bit of damage here as Licorice also tries to retreat with Blabber down. It is a 2v4. Cloud9, Started this season looking so damn good, but TSM have risen to the occasion. They have taken down the Nexus Turret. They will take down the remaining players on the Cloud Nine roster. For the first time in seven years, C9 will not be attending Worlds, and TSM will claim their victory.
2: Woof! What a dramatic, probably one of the most dramatic finishes to uh, a rivalry we've seen lately outside, of course, G2 Fnatic. You just heard earlier today, but TSM moves on to the losers finals. They await the matchup between, uh, excuse me. They'll play either Team Liquid or FlyQuest, depending on how their their matchup goes. Grand Finals for North America, September 6th. Don't miss that next week, I believe. So that has been your best plays of the week. I hope you enjoyed it. If I missed anything at all, let me know on Twitter at Corre 24 and i will be more than happy to apply some uh, some new new esports onto the segment. But uh, that's it, guys. Time to put a capper on this one. Coming up next, right here on Free to Play, 103.3 FM, ESPN.
0: Your mornings are about to become unfiltered. Sean John Johnson. It's called opportunities, and that's all you ask for. You give me opportunities to do what I'm going to do, then I'm going to get it done. Jay Williams. This is one of the first reasonable and practical things I've seen the NCAA do in a while. And Steuben Mahente. you got no mini camp, no rookie camp, no OTAs, and no preseason, but it's that much more influence and importance on training camp. Mornings 5 to 9 on 103.3 FM
2: ESPN Radio. That's right, folks. Free to play on 103.3 FM ESPN uh, coming to a close now as we wrap up these last few minutes here on the show. Of course, uh, lots of things to talk about in the world of esports, but sometimes things to talk about in the real world as well. Of course, with all the craziness going on in our world, of just things to focus on and all that, we, we sometimes have to focus in on stories like the fact that, uh, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, an actor, who starred in many many films, um, passed away at 43 years old uh, earlier this week. I mean, when I found out, I, I couldn't believe it. I was it was it's a weird celebrity death, and that it impacts you so much. You know, I've I've only seen him on screen for you know seven or eight movies all the time. I mean, of course, 42. Of course, the Marvel movies with Bla- with him as Black Panther. Uh, a big one for me was always Marshall. His his portrayal of Thurgood Marshall, which was you know uh, something that was was uh, vouched for by the family as being true to life and representative of the future first African American uh, Supreme Court justice, Thurgood Marshall that is, was just on point. I, it made me want to go see the film all the more. And so to see him, to hear that he was battling through cancer through a disease for. The longest portion of his career, the 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 most highlighted portion of of his career, like I, I, I've been telling people this. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure by the time that you know, Captain America: Civil War came out, and by the time that uh, Black Panther came out, he was already, uh, you know, going under treatments for for colon cancer. And so, it's just it's an unfortunate truth of nature at this point. You know, we have to take care of ourselves. We have to stay healthy. Um, you know. It's it's not really just about us anymore, in terms of the individual us, but us in the community sense, and so we just have to kind of look out for each other, and not just in health, but also you know in in, in politics and the like. But I mean, no, we're not going to talk about politics. Just wanted to throw out that uh, Chadwick Bozeman will will you know rest in power. We'll miss him on the on the big screen, and you know also for his charitable endeavors and and just an all around wholesome. Wholesome person, you, you, you hate to see it happen, and um, I wish I wish his family nothing but the best, and I hope people who you know I know some, a few people who kind of took it personally because for them this was a, a big uh, you know African American hero on the big screen you know they'd never seen it before, never seen that before, and you could you could argue Wesley Snipes did it, but you know this was the the, the super superhero right the the Marvel superhero the uh, the the MCU. Unfortunately, things uh things kind of take over in the least expected ways, and this certainly was an unexpected one. But moving away now from uh, from the sad news, some good news coming out of Dallas Fort Worth for esports is that uh, a Dallas Fort Worth product has joined a Dallas Fort Worth company. That is, of course, very early in the show. Post Malone buying out a share of. Envy Gaming uh, for you know a little little stake in that ownership, he ends up getting a you know a significant cut. He becomes a new uh, what they would call a, a co-owner, but really he's just part of the ownership group. And you can see him on Twitter. He's wearing this shirt. You know, hey, that's what I'm talking about Dallas Empire. Blah 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 blah. You know, there's been jokes several times over. Uh, you know, just to you know see if uh, what's his name. Post would would throw out a quick little uh, a song for the Dallas Empire if they won champs, and I mean even Clayster himself said I'd love to win champs for our new co-owner Post Malone. We're trying to win it for him.
1: <laughs> I mean he just joined uh, you know ownership group and Empire and Envy and all that, and for us to get a world championship under his belt, you know, a week after him joining, it's a pretty big deal. So uh, we're doing this for you,
2: Post. Posty, of course, enjoying all the love. He's been all active on social media. Just attracting all kinds of love from everybody that he is uh, officially on the eSports train. And like I mentioned earlier, he's not the first big name to get into it a few Celebrities, musicians, artists, whatever you want to call them, have really invested in. For example, Drake uh, is invested in 100 Thieves, The Weeknd, who we just heard on the intro coming in there. He's invested in overreact- Overacted Media, who's like a pretty much a big uh, e-sports slash social media company. And then Ben Simmons, you know, Philadelphia 76ers, Ben Simmons invested in Phase in Clan. So, again, not the first time we ever hear, in every other week, we usually hear stories like this of a big time celebrity hopping on and, uh, you know, It's not uncommon, but it's always nice. It's always nice to see it. I will never say no to seeing big names hopping on the train. So, another celebrity I want to point out, Offset, uh, said that there's a strong connection between hip hop and gaming, and that like for people who play video games, they're like rock stars and you know influencers of their field, and that's what Offset does. So he kind of made a quick connection on the verge. You know you. He wrote a great article. I was really shocked that he wrote an article. And it's just been very... I been I've been very impressed by just the amount of people and the character people that esports attracts sometimes in their ownership groups, I should say. But other times you have people like companies like Riot kind of ruining it for everybody. But hey, that's neither here nor there. So, uh, uh, another interesting fact I want to point out, um, Evil Geniuses and Furia... For their CS:GO Cologne playoffs match today, took a moment of silence in an interest. It's, it was a very I've never seen this in esports before, but obviously because of COVID, we haven't really had a chance to see this in action. But EG and Furia took a moment of silence for Black Lives Matter before their playoff match in Cologne today, and so pretty much uh, they're all holding up. The, uh, Rod Slasher Breslau, the uh, esports journals, held a, a posted the video on social media basically it's all the players in both teams holding up uh you know paper that says hashtag black lives matter in all kinds of ways and it's just it's it's weird to see a new industry kind of get politicized like that not really hold on this is not really political let me just backtrack this is not political at all this is just it's taking a stance on something that we all know is right That's what it comes down to. doesn't matter if you agree with me, if you disagree with me. This is uh, a fact that should matter to everybody. That's That's a great way to kind of use the platform to send a message. And I'll never say no to that. Never say no to that. But that has been my time on the program. Uh, if you missed anything at all, you might want to go to uh KESN1033.com, hit the podcast tab, hit the free-to-play icon, you can see all of you can hear this episode and all previous episodes right there. We're also available. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all these other, you know, podcast uh, sites services, I would say, all over the place. You don't want to miss us. There on top of that, um, Follow me on Twitter at Korea 24 Let me know how wrong my opinions are there. I'm more than happy to argue and debate with people online. It's like my second passion behind esports. At 103.3 FM ESPN is the station site. Don't forget game six between the Dallas Mavericks and the L.A. Clippers coming your way in the next, oh, two hours or so, three hours or so, pregame starting at 1.30, tip off at 2.45 right here on 103.3 FM ESPN. That has been my time. Hope you guys have enjoyed me. I'm Kevin Correa for Free to Play, signing off on 103.3 FM ESPN.